everyone, welcome to another episode of RM Sotheby's Car Show and we're back again uh, from the library here in Richmond uh, and I'm joined by uh, two important UK specialists. Uh, we have Will Smith, Hello. Um, much respected and admired uh, car aficionado and uh, Bertie the Weeping Terrier who's uh, probably got I would say marginally more car knowledge than Will but it's not it's close. It's debatable, isn't it? It's debatable. <laughs> he's certainly got a better degree. He's uh, he's uh, Oxbridge. His pedigree. Yeah, yeah. Um, and he's just keeping his beady eyes on me because there's a cake on the arm of my chair. What are we talking about today, Peter? Uh, Other than Bertie oh, and the cake? Yes, the podcast. Um, <laughs> so today, Will, we're going to talk about Paris because Paris yes. is happening next week. Retromobile. Now, in the last uh, episode, or in another episode, we did touch upon Paris because we, um, mm. and I say another episode because I'm not quite sure what order these podcasts are going out in. Sure. I, it's a whole mystery. It's not your job. It's is it? not my job to no. schedule these things, right. so I, I, don't, I get confused. But um, we, we have touched upon Paris because uh, we're. Ret- let's just go over a couple of things because people may listen to this that didn't listen to that episode, but sure. we're. We're back in the middle of Paris in uh, I, my pronunciation, my French pronunciation is appalling, La Salle du Carousel. That's very not bad, not bad. Basically, the um, Louvre is where we are. It's the Louvre. It's the Louvre. It's kind of under the Louvre. Yeah. And we've got, actually, I've got a note of it written down. I do occasionally have to refer to my notes. Uh, 78 lots. Yes. Including a bit of memorabilia at the beginning. Yeah. Uh, so quite a big sale. Big sale always is quite a sort of blockbuster start to the year for us at Retromobile. It's always been one of our more popular sales. And obviously, to be kind of twinning it with an event, other auction houses will be, uh, you know, showing their wares. There are other auction houses, aren't there? Apparently there are. I've heard of these. Other auction houses are available. Yes, other auction houses are available. And look, it's a cool opportunity for people around Europe and the world to come to a, a, a city that for basically a week turns into a classic car show. Um, yeah. Is yeah. how I'd describe it. Yeah. And Re- Retromobile, massive show. For anyone that's not been to Retromobile, uh, if you're in Europe, it's easy to get to and it's it's great. It's, it's a big show. It's not the biggest in terms of square meterage, is it? Because like Essen's vast, but it, it's very high quality. Some amazing cars. Uh, really fantastic cars on display. Uh, really interesting show. And plenty of stuff to buy, you know, uh, yeah. and, and obviously that's what we're, we're, we're trying to tap yeah. into here. Yeah. Um, but no, we we do have an exceptional catalogue this year. Um, and there is huge variety from, you know, I would say cars, you know, there's a probably a hundred, hundred or so year lifespan between the sort of earliest car and the newest car in our sale. And uh, I think that's always really interesting. And um, I'm very excited to go back. Yeah, I mean, and we've got the other thing I love about auctions where possible is where you span, not only do the lots span a big number of years, so you've got a bit of everything, but budget as well. Yeah. Because we do typically operate at quite a high level from a budget perspective if you're in the market to buy a car. But we've got, we've got a couple of, you know, we've got cars that are sort of 30,000 euros. Yes. Uh, which, which is always great. And, and a lot of the time they're quite interesting cars but what okay let's so we did in another podcast that we recorded uh talk a little bit about your your timeless collection that's coming yeah in because that that 
that actually embodies everything that you just said in 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 terms of a huge number of uh, years. From yes. How many years does that? I think seven, seventy years. Seventy mm. years. So some some really lovely pre-war stuff through to sort of fairly late model Ferraris and stuff. Yeah. Aside from you, th- that that collection, which you've been very involved with, what else? Really well, you, you can't sort of not mention the style of the show, which is the, the competition short wheelbase yeah. that we have coming in. Yeah. Um, really incredibly important car, one of only 45 built in that year. And it is effectively, you know, chassis number 1773, which has an incredibly well-known documented early race history. I think it did something like 15 podiums out of 20 races that it partook mm. within. And... Um, you know, did the Sebring 12 hours amongst other other incredibly important events. Um, it's just been in- incredibly restored at a cost of over about a million euros. It's fully Ferrari certified. It's kind of as benchmark as it gets. It's as good as a short wheelbase gets. Yeah. And the short wheelbase is, you know, arguably one of the most beautiful cars of all time. So that is... And give or take, that's a 10 million euro car, isn't it? Yeah, it's slightly over. But, you know, yeah. I would say... I would say that that is a really, really significant short wheelbase. And obviously Bertie agrees because he's standing out. I'm just going to get... Okay, feed your dog. Yeah. Um, Yeah, no, look, I think that's a really significant car. And uh, they do not come onto the market very often, especially cars of that calibre. So we're very honoured to have it and very proud to be representing it. So um, that that is a huge, obviously, feature of of the auction. Um, But we do have other other cars. And, And to every kind of taste and, and, and potential mm. uh, value spectrum, really. And, and I would say, you know, when we've got modern supercars pretty well covered as well. We, you know, we've got mm-hmm. a Chiron, uh, which is one of the first ones. The uh, Chiron uh, La Mer Argente, Ooh. which I think means the Silver Sea. That was very Del Boy, <laughs> what you just did there. La Mer Argent- oh, well, Argente. No. Bonnet. <laughs> Bonnet de douche, Rodney. <laughs> Which uh, we just... <laughs> I, on, a, on a recent ski trip with Benjamin, our French specialist, the only phrase I could routinely say to him was Bonnet de douche. And he said you pronounced it perfectly. I so, did, yeah. And so it, channel that. And uh, yeah, it's, uh, I'm, I, I like to think of myself as uh, bilingual in many... And, uh, but, no... That Chiron, the Chiron, which actually we we did a, a beautiful video on that car, which we've we, which has just gone out. We did it in um, partnership with uh, Supercar Driver, yeah, great supercar community that we we've got a we've struck a partnership with uh, for this year, a new partnership, which is very exciting. And they they had the opportunity to film that car in uh, sunny Marbella, yeah, and uh, it looked great. And that car is one of the first three Chirons ever delivered. Yep. So, and, you know, and it's it, it's actually wrapped, but the factory did the wrap in that sort of chromey silver. Yeah. And uh, the, the first three cars went to sort of the three best VIP Bugatti clients. Yeah. Uh, and our client who's selling the car is, is the original owner. And that, and that's a that's a very special thing. And that's... Yeah. Uh, uh, excuse me, sorry, the dog's trying to get the... Uh, well, we also him, have, you know, when it comes to like, you know, peak modern supercar hypercars, Chiron, uh, a white LaFerrari, which yeah. is pretty mental. Mega. Uh, amazing spec on that car. Uh, a Ferrari Enzo. Um, and, you know, an MC12 Maserati, which you don't see many of. No. 
and you know those sorts of vehicles and a 918 Visac as well yeah so you know we've got the supercar hypercar game pretty well covered in 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 Paris uh, with those those offerings cool interesting colors and generally uh, I would say those cars are are priced really really attractively for what they are so yeah very interesting kind of supercar element I can't see you will the dog's heads in the way um, and then yeah there's some really interesting pre-war cars as we've touched upon of course um, but they are genuinely historically cool and significant have had their own individual histories mm. which is always just kind of fascinating to see what lives these, these cars have, have led and the owners that they've had um, and the, to a certain extent the specifications that they were built to um, we have a Phantom 3 for example which is no reserve I think it's 150 to 200,000 euros but it was it was delivered new to a lady called Helena Beaumont who was an incredibly well-known Parisian socialite uh, married to an American billionaire um, and this car was effectively his present to her and had the most in- amazing specification from new with dark green wood a chrome dash uh, all black very kind of Al Capone-esque hot rod style small small windows by Barker Barker actually when they built it they liked it so much they did a lithiograph of, of of the car so in period it was like something they were saying well look what we can build yeah, yeah. this glamorous and this yeah. amazing um, and that has yeah so fascinating kind of uh, south of France and Parisian history to that car you know in the peak kind of 1930s era um, which is which is amazing so yeah there is really something for everyone and I mean you you know you would look had your eyes on a, a little Italian car yeah I did I did I did and just before I talk about that I think because mm. you you said in, an, in another episode we were talking about the pre-war market yeah and, and that it's looking like it's in pretty good health and one of the things that we both agreed on is that part of the the interesting aspect of cars of that age mm. is that they do have these incredible histories and the, mm. the history you've just described mm. for that Rolls you know that's that's the reason why that that's the essence isn't yeah. it of, of why people get into car collecting yeah. and and we often say this don't we like when we're putting a catalogue together modern supercars and hypercars incredible as they are mm. There's actually not a very much that you can say about most of them because you you, you know you've got a LaFerrari, yeah. incredible bit of kit, yeah. But it was made on this year. It's done this many miles, and this is kind of the color and spec. And technically, it's the same as the, the next LaFerrari that you see. It is. I mean, it may have done di- slightly different miles, and it may have had one owner or three owners. But yeah. th- you know, you don't. There's not a lot of history to describe. Whereas you know, you you can feel six pages of a catalogue mm. talking about a car like that yeah. and, and and it's and all of the stories behind it and yeah, that's exactly. amazing and and i you know i got I, I used to love f scott fitzgerald when i was when i was younger student reading things and hit mm. my history degree and a lot of that sort of cote d'azur elegance and, and yeah. 1930s glamour yeah. is effectively encapsulated in that car and um, yeah, it's, it's so that accounts for your great Gatsby lifestyle that you lead over here. The well, mansion, the the parties. That's that's my delusional lifestyle that I tell people that I lead. Well, actually, you know, I live in Catford, so it's a very bungalowing <laughs> a bungalowing Catford. <laughs> 
Yeah, it's sort of Great Gatsby-esque. It's, it's not a bungalow, but it, yeah, no. I, I do live in Catford and I won't have a bad word said against No, I'm not saying, no. I, I, I'm not sure I've ever been. I, my passport doesn't I think it's in. somewhere you normally just drive through isn't it? <laughs> yeah, yeah, it on is. the way to Browns Hatch. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Well, I drive around it, obviously. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah sure. I wouldn't, it'd probably too dangerous. You don't want to get mugged? No, no. no. I heard a rumour the other day, so it's a complete change of random subject. You've never been on a bus before. Is that true? Have we ever covered this on a podcast? No, I haven't. Well, no, I, I, I've been like when I was That's when I, when I went swimming at school, they would take us in a. That coach. doesn't count. No, no, I mean a public red. Bus. No, why on earth would I have been on a bus? That's a remarkable. I, remarkable. I don't know how to catch buses. I get if if I look at a bus stop. No, if you get to Victoria Station yeah. and you know there's a bus station out the, out the back of the railway station. Yeah. It's confused. I, I don't know which one do I catch. <laughs> If I, if, Sorry, I, if, if I wanted to go to Ealing, what bus do I catch? It doesn't matter. Your driver's outside waiting for you to take you to Ealing. So yeah. it's fine. I mean, if you can get there in a, in, in a phantom, why would you go on it? Why would you go on a bus? Yeah. Okay. Anyway, back to Paris. Back to Paris. Um, I, you mentioned the fact that I like uh, some of the cheaper cars. The Italian car. Yes. Fiat 500. I, I, I have written. Now, I can't. I, this is my Italian accent. We've done my French accent. Okay. Spagiona. Boano, Spagiona Baiano. I think that's how you say it. It's anyway, it's a Fiat 500. Okay. okay. And it had a famous owner, right? Uh, it's one of two, yep. we think, with Boano bodywork. And uh, it was ordered new by Gianni Agnelli, the boss of Fiat, the Fiat Empire, playboy, very elegant man. Yeah. Very good skier. Mm seen pictures of him on the slopes yeah. very very good style lots of style but it's a so it's a, it's a bit like a fiat jolly it's a a, 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 a fiat 500 with uh, a convertible with no roof uh wicker seats it's great it's amazing yeah and it's uh something that you can leave at your villa or perhaps load onto your yacht sure in your great gatsby style pretend lifestyle your 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 yeah your your uh, no it's really cool LARP dinghy right? and actually what you know those sorts of kind of cars are just perfect beach environment vehicles right you know yeah. if you live near a beach anywhere in the world you should buy a little fiat jolly or and the like thing that. is with these cars you know they, they they've got value but a lot of the very wealthy clients that we have, and maybe they're in, maybe they're in the market for the two hundred and fifty short wheelbase or something. But they look, you know, these very fortunate people. Mm. They look at a car like that, and it's not looking expensive, particularly for their for given given their Relative. their purchasing yes. power. Relative. And a lot of these people have got these sort of nice villas in sunny parts of the world, and a car like that's just a perfect car to have Definitely. there, isn't it? Hugely appealing and um, really fun motoring, you know. Yeah, yeah. Oh, sorry, the dog's just being sick. <laughs> it's all that Bakewell tart he's had. He's, he's overeaten on the Bakewell tart. And uh, Bertie, Bertie, don't be sick. It's embarrassing. Um, and uh, yeah, no, that is a really cool choice. I also like. I also like. We've got a 1965 Jeep Wagoneer. I don't okay. know. Have, have you seen it on the website? I've seen it. Yeah, yeah. I've uh, seen it. White, essentially, and we describe it as such. As it's almost like a a proto sport utility vehicle yeah it, 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 and it's four-wheel drive it just looks like a big estate car no they're cool they're really it's cool so cool i love i love for, the for, Forty thousand euros or something like that yeah so Mega. i i just love things like that yeah i think i think i think they're awesome things what my family choice, car my choice would be 
kind of within the realms of attainability without really actually being attainable um is the green 964 turbo 3.6 that we have the green going into turbo, yes. paris because um that's one of three built in that color um it's exceptionally rare special order car in great condition and just a real like usable drivable car so i think it's done 100 100 kilometers something like that you can drive it you can use it um and i can pretend to be you know in bad boys two or is it bad boys one it's bad boys one uh, yeah. where they drove a, a, a black 964 black on black turbo. yeah yeah but, and they are i think the 3.6 964 turbo is possibly the best looking it's up there, isn't it? It's up there butch. with the best looking 911s ever. Or, you know, from its era, 90s, butch, yeah. styling. It's, it's got mega wheels. The 3.6 me- has got mega mega rims on it. Speed lines. Yeah, I, I, it's a, they are great looking cars. Bit so pricey now, though, aren't they? They've, they've crept up, unfortunately. For, for, for paupers like you and me. Yeah. But, um, we can club yeah, together, maybe. maybe. Maybe we could club together. Well, well, we'll need about 10 other people to club with us, <laughs> won't we? Um, yeah, anything else that, that in Paris that's really caught your attention? I, I just, if I'm honest, I'm excited to get back to the, the hum and the drum and the busyness of Paris again. Because mm. it feels like mm. a long time since we've been at a show of that scale. And I'm just fascinated to see across the market what the prices are going to be doing because it really is the first indicator of the year to a lot of the trade as to what is going on and if suddenly lots of pe- people are selling cars off their stands and the auction houses are doing really good numbers suddenly everyone feels a buoyancy to the market and the beginning of the year mm. um, which traditionally retro bill has been has been in europe that barometer of where yeah. the market is and we had a particularly good sale last year didn't we, we did um we did it in excess of well somewhere between 40 and 50 million uh, euros. Close it, to 50. Yeah. It was close to 50, yeah. Uh, which made us, by some margin, the most successful sale yeah. in during Retromobile Week, which was great for us. Yeah. Um, but as you say, when you have a great sale in February, it just sets you up nicely for the rest of the year, doesn't yeah. it? And and people get they're more confident. Yeah. If people see that values are done well. In February, then mm. in June, they're still they're more likely to want to consign a car, and you know it's 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 important the that con- we all, not just us, it's important that all the auction houses have exactly. a good have good sales. It's a confidence-driven yep. market. Yeah, and I think that you know we often say this, don't we? Because people expect us to be extraordinarily partisan because you and I work for mm. RM Sotheby's, so there's a natural sense that we would probably wish poorer luck on our competitors but we actually don't want that definitely not Uh, definitely not i mean you know maybe yeah there's certain individuals that hate each other within our business (laughs) but those are more no offense taken no no exactly um but no in, in in general like what's nice is that um i would say that my generation so we say 1980s ish baby um the mutual respect we have for the colleagues that are working and the younger guys coming up as well through the industry is really nice to see. There's a huge respect there that we do the same job. doesn't matter who we work for, but we do the same thing. And the, the, there's a really nice community emerging amongst the younger people within the industry that have just general respect for what, what everyone else does. Yeah. And um, I don't think that was the case in the generation above us that, that 
was a bit more cutthroat. And a, a bit more confrontational. <laughs> a little bit more confrontational and yeah, a little bit yeah. more distrusting of one another, shall we yeah, say. Yeah. And, and, no, yeah. I, I, I agree. And if, you know, we might have a great sale in yeah. Paris, but if the two other auctions going on don't go well, yeah. and it Not, could be vice versa, of yeah, course, sure. whatever the scenario, mm. um, that's that's going to dent confidence. So, you, you know, if, if, if Bonhams or Arcurial, if they don't have a terrific sale, then then that's just not good for the market. And, if not they, and therefore it's not good for us. So, yeah. uh, you know, we want everyone to, to sort of um, come out punching, don't we? Definitely, definitely. And, yeah. and I yeah, can't wait for Paris. I'm really excited. Yeah, me too. So um, that is, so the auction is on the 31st of January. Well, that's the Wednesday night. Which is Wednesday night. Yep. I think it starts at four o'clock. We've got a preview day on Tuesday, yep. the uh, 30th. And um, if you come to the auction, uh, we kind of kick things off, don't we? We're the first auction yes. to take place. Yes, the week, yeah. Um, there are other auctions to go to, but then, of course, you've got Retromobile itself. So there's lots to do in Paris. Yeah. Nice restaurants. Always. Nice Good wine. I mean, what's it, not to like? It's, a, it's one of the best cities in the world for yeah. cuisine and and nice fine drinking. So, happy days. Yeah. So thanks very much, Will. Uh, a nice little chat about Paris. Thank you, Bertie. Um, apologies to the listeners that you may have heard the dog being sick, uh, choking on uh, a Bakewell tart. Um, but um, just if you can't make it to Paris for our Paris sale, you can uh, watch it live. Uh, you can stream it uh, from your phone or your laptop. You can bid online. You can register to bid online. You can bid on the phone. You know, all of the usual things. And so you can participate in the Paracel even if you can't get there and go to the website and you'll get all the information you need. And thank you for joining us. And don't forget to tune in next week because that podcast is going to be coming from our Paracel. Paracel.